What's up, world? Welcome to the Dig on Doug podcast. I'm your host, Doug, and I'm going to be bringing you episodes all about having fun, real, and deep conversations. So I hope you enjoy, and let's get digging. All right, what's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Dig on Doug podcast. Great to have you all, all you diggers listening to the podcast. I'm super excited about today. I got a super dope, amazing person that I know you're going to learn something from. If you don't learn something from this, you need to listen to it again and then pick up all the gems that I know she's about to drop. So um, I got I got a good friend, um, Tish, uh, so amazing. Um, I'm going to just accolades. I was like looking at her profile. I reached out to some people who I know who know her and just got some words of like what, what they felt about her was authentic, uh, enthusiastic, um that woman like just a real dynamic person um she, she got a doctorate i mean she 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 travels the world does touring and everything in the sense of public speaking i mean there is i can't give her enough accolades so i'm gonna let her introduce herself uh tish welcome to the dig on doug podcast <laughs> the mayor thank you yes <laughs> No, everybody, I actually just want to say thanks so much to Doug for having me on the show. I want to say thanks so much for all the listening audience tuning in right now. And I guess you could say we are friends, but we are colleagues too. And I would say the friendship morphed out of the professional realm, Yeah, which is always what makes it better, right? Mm -hmm. And so everybody listening, Doug and I have the privilege to be affiliated with literally one of the best conferences on this on this planet, just hands yeah. down. It's intimate. Uh, I guess what really it personifies is its name, right? The yeah. Circle the of circle. Change Leadership Conference. So it is a circle. And the cool thing about this conference is not only do the attendees and the students and even advisors and, and, and counselors leave transformed, the faculty and staff literally have formed a family over and throughout the years. Mm -hmm. We love each other. We see each other. We hug, we cry, we lean on each other. We sit on each other's laps. We hold hands. We know about each other's families. I mean, it's just a really wonderful and healthy conference. So I am so pleased that Doug and I have been able to stay in touch over the years and been able to stay connected. And that's one of the cool things about everybody affiliated with Circle of Change because even if you're a speaker, an author, if you're a student affairs professional, whatever your background is, we, we tend to put those things um, aside because yeah. our focus is on the students and that transformational experience that they get, what, starting at five, uh, eight, eight, nine o'clock <laughs> on a Friday morning, and we go hard. Do you hear yeah. me? We go hard until uh, four or five o'clock on Sunday until we are asleep standing up. Right. It and so <laughs> like, it don't stop, like it's Diddy, right. It don't stop. <laughs> we can't stop. We won't stop. And so, um, it is, uh, certainly a privilege and a pleasure to be here with Doug. Um, and you know, like, as he said, you know, I, um, I am, uh, an educator. I come from mm -hmm. an education background. Uh, I am from Cleveland, Ohio, got a degree in elementary education from Kentucky State University. Shout out to the HBCUs. Oh, there we and, go. <laughs> and uh, taught school, y'all, and just realized that that wasn't the thing that really was my passion. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I believe specifically as an educator that children and students and, and learners need the best from the teacher. And if yes. you are not there... Uh, displaying and giving your best, I'm gonna need you to go ahead and switch careers, okay? Because your learners need the best from you. Mm -hmm. And so I transitioned out of the education realm, look, that was in the classroom okay. into a larger arena where I was still able um, to be an educator of sorts. So years later, find myself in California, uh, you know, hustling, trying to get my Hollywood thing going on. <laughs> I'm going over on Laurel Canyon and, and, and Ventura Boulevard to get the breakdowns. What y'all know about that? Okay. Yes. Magazine called Backstage. Um, or actually, it's Backstage West because, of course, it was the breakdowns yeah. for California. Ran across some uh, little ads, like auditions for speakers. And it was speakers to go into high schools and talk to 
um, freshmen and sophomores about making the most of their high school career, and then to talk to juniors and seniors about successfully making the best choice after high school. Mm. And so it wasn't like, you know, paying a grip, but listen, it paid $100 a day. I mean, it paid $100 per assembly. Okay. And they covered your travel, they covered your hotel, everything. Mm -hmm. So you could do one assembly a day and be finished working from eight to 10, or you could do one assembly a day, uh, you could do five assemblies a day and make $500 in one day. Mm -hmm. So either way, it was a win-win for a starving artist, right? Yeah. And so I got on board, you start meeting other speakers, you start going to conferences. I was loving what I was doing. I was using my uh, skills as a teacher. I was using my skills as a pageant uh, queen. I was using my skills as an actor and all that good stuff, all rolled up into one. And I'm like, hey, this speaker thing's kind of cool. <laughs> You, you mean I could get paid from doing this? You yeah. know, that's kind of cool. <laughs> and so I started meeting other speakers that were like getting checks. And I'm like, yeah. yo. And hey, uh, if I might be putting the heart, a horse before the cart, uh, uh, Doug, but you know, one, one of these bullets on where our conversation is going tonight is who my inspiration was. That's where I met Bracey. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I met I met as, him as they in, say in the mud. You met him in the mud. That's it, like two thousand two, and so um, that boy was up there preaching. All right, <laughs> nobody else was calling it what it was, but I know I was calling it what it was. Yeah, and so, I was in a room. You know, he and I might have been the only chocolate chips in the cookie. Okay, but I yelled <laughs> out. I, I was in the back of the room. I yelled out. Uh, shout out to Kirk Franklin. I yelled out, preach, preacher. <laughs> that, and he's like, what? That old school. That's that old school right there. I said, preach, preacher. And I ain't been able to get rid of him since then. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kevin's definitely a great one. And uh, definitely, I hope to have him here. Let's yeah. go real quick and talk about your transition. Um, I'm always interested, especially when people make coastal transitions and and all of what that means how were you feeling what what was your thoughts like what was that transition period like for you it was tough i mean it wasn't initially tough um because i was so hungry okay. right i literally moved um it, wait a minute let me back up what transition are you referencing are oh, you from, referencing from, from from cleveland to ohio to california uh, six pieces of luggage, uh, $1,200, and a one-way ticket. Ooh. Was that driving or flying? That was a flight. That was okay. a one-way flight. Ooh. Okay. Um, I, uh, everybody tells me I need to write a book about my own personal journey. So, I, you know, it's not out yet, but it was Hollywood or bust. Yeah. You know, I was going, it was a one-way situation. And I knew I was going to give myself five years, see mm -hmm. what happens, you know. Um, and so uh, my mom went to high school, right? Went to high school with a man who ended up being like some super executive at Marriott. And he um, allowed me to stay um, at, at the LAX Marriott for almost a month. It was oh, like wow. three and a half weeks. Mm -hmm. I'm living at the Marriott, okay? I got a little rental car. I did this little rent-a-wreck thing where, you know, you rent a little car and I'm driving to a set. I'm working on different movies as an extra. I'm driving to the Valley every day like, hmm, where do I want to live? No, I don't want to live there. Hmm, I want to go over to Inglewood. No, I don't want to go there. I'm going to go to Lamert Park. No, I don't want to go there. I'm going to go west, 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 west Valley, way out in Westlakeville. No, I don't want to go there. Too far. I'm driving, trying to figure out where I want to be. Yeah. So I found my place and I could even say this, Doug, this is a part of my testimony. So when you talk about that, that transition, mm -hmm. all right, I was homeless mm. and I was homeless for about six hours. Wow. And that's all I needed. To <laughs> that was all you knew. Like, okay. <laughs> you had, a, you had a little sampler of it. That, that was the set that was the all of the appetizer that I needed <laughs> okay because my time had run out at the Marriott yeah. okay I had been 
Uh, I had found my place. Mm -hmm. I put the money down, but they had to run my credit until I got approved. I did. I did not get a key until they got my credit report back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you check out a hotel, what time you check out a hotel? 11, 12 o'clock, you know? Yeah. So I'm there, I've got everything I own in my little rental car. Yeah. And I'm just driving around because I don't have anywhere to go. I had mm-hmm. to leave the hotel and I could not go into my new place yet. So this, that little sense early 2000s, of- right? Early 2000s? This was 1998, this was okay. August. This was, okay. the, this was the summer of 1998, late summer. I moved to Los Angeles, August 13th, 1998. Okay. And um, I was like, yo, this is crazy. So long story short, found my little place, loved my little apartment. It was like Melrose Place, honey. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a small little unit. We, we were eight people. We were all young. We were all in the business. Yeah. You know, we had writers, yoga instructors, actors, singers, uh, you know, triple threats, uh, commercial actors. We had a script supervisor. She was gone every morning at 4.30 because she's on a script somewhere on a movie yeah. set looking and reading script. So we had, you know, it was, it was what it was. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And so what I found during that journey was like, yo, man, do I want to be struggling and hustling like this for the rest of my life? Yeah. Like I just was teaching third and fourth graders last year. Mm-hmm. Like I was Miss Norman giving out tests and stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> giving out homework, checking homework. Right. And so I said, do I want to be struggling like this? Because, you know, you get to meet other people, your extras on set, you get a little yeah. gig here and there, you getting, you know, food stamps and unemployment and, mm-hmm. you know, that's the game. That's what everybody yeah. was yeah. doing. You, you call in your agent, if you see if you get a job the next day, mm-hmm. you making sure you get your headshots, you're at the gym because your body got to stay tight. I mean, it's, it was full speed ahead, running on the laps of Hollywood, yeah. mm-hmm. like around the track. And so after a while, I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this forever. I was yeah. like, this is fantastic. I was like, I'm partying every day of the week. I remember having a birthday party one night on a Monday. My birthday <laughs> fell on a Monday. And I had like 40 people at my party on a Monday at a club where the line was stretched around the corner. I was like, this is crazy. I'm from Ohio. That's LA. That is LA for you. And it was a Monday night. Man, it was so dope. I was like, this is amazing. I love LA. It was like college (laughs) all over again. And so anywho, transitioned out of that, Doug, but it was not a hard transition. Okay. okay. It was not a hard transition in terms of uh, resurfacing or tapping back into what I was doing all yeah. along. Yeah, lost so your when taste I when I was not uh, waiting tables and had six roommates yeah. and um, was a you know bartender, mm-hmm. I I was like, wait a minute, hold on, I have a degree. Let me go back and sub. Yeah. And subs make so much money in Los Angeles Unified School District that when I wasn't auditioned, I was subbing. Mm-hmm. So I got uh, connected with teachers and educators within LAUSD. And then, boom, what happens? There's an opportunity to get a master's from Pepperdine. I go back to school and now I'm back in the classroom. So oh, the okay. circle literally did like this. Came back around. And I'm back in the classroom again, right? Yeah. And so between the speaking, between my education experience, between the, you know, charisma and the, the confidence that you develop from being an actor and being on stage and all that, mm-hmm. it literally is an amalgamation of all of those talents that allowed me to be uh, very impactful when, yeah. when I'm on the stage as a speaker or MC. Well, and that's, the, that's, the key, that's a, a huge point right there, because I think a lot of people lose like what their skills are when they were in a different realm and don't yeah. bring it to the to their passion and to their love because those are vital skills you can still use once you find like your purpose and what you're walking in you got to use everything yeah you literally have one of the first things that i teach my public speaking uh, uh students i don't i'm a public speaking coach yeah. but one of the things i teach the the people that i coach is when I was in the classroom and you've got, you know, 17 fourth graders, 17 third graders, 27 third graders, you don't sit up there like Bueller, Bueller, 
feel. You got to have some charisma, some creativity. You got to be like, good morning, everybody. All right, open those books. Or, you know, you have to turn it on. Yeah, you got you got you got to jumpstart them. You got you got to jumpstart it. You got to turn that light switch on. They're not going to be excited about learning if the teacher's not. Yeah. Or if the teacher doesn't show it. Mm-hmm. And so you're literally in this quote unquote acting type of role. Yeah. Now it's authentic, mm-hmm. but you're still literally in this kind of, all right, everybody, let's go. And you got to make learning exciting. It's that yeah. thing KRS one talked about in 1990, right? Edutainment. Mm-hmm. So you have to make it really interesting. So those skills are very transferable yeah. into the speaking realm. And everybody don't have them, though. No, no, <laughs> you know, no. everybody don't have them. But those are one of the things that helps make me very impactful in that role because people are like, "Oh my gosh, you!" I've just been a training with you all day long, and I didn't look at my clock one time. Mm-hmm. Like that was amazing. I've been to this training six times before, and I wanted to leave <laughs> before lunch. <laughs> you know. And, and so they're like, you, you have so much energy or you really kept my attention all day. Yeah. Like it's those kinds of things that clients give me feedback on, which is mm-hmm. really good to let me know, hey, I'm doing the right thing. And those skills that you can pull from these different professional experiences in your life can yeah. work to whatever you want to do now. Yeah. So, so you're, so you're subbing and everything. And then that's when you find uh, the ad for uh, public speaking. Yep. And so when you sub, that's why, edu- man, look, you education know, Doug, you're, you're in education. So much. You're in education. You're, you're in higher ed. It's just when you get them weekends, come on now, you get them weekends and you get that summer. <laughs> you're like, yo, this is, this is great. So it, it didn't really present too many conflicts Yeah, because I had weekends and summers. Mm-hmm. And so I was able, or, or flexibility. So if yeah, you, even right. if you're substitute teaching, you just don't go one day, you know, yeah. you have the flexibility. And so I went and certified, I got on that track to, um, because with that company that I contracted with, you had to certify, like okay. it was pretty rigorous. You mm-hmm. had to stand and deliver um, an hour plus training uh, basically committed to memory in order to certify to teach that course. Mm-hmm. So you had to make it your own, yeah, but yeah, they did yeah. give you a guideline, mm-hmm. a, you know, rubric to yeah, learn yeah, from. Yeah. And so anywho, that's what I started doing. And it was fantastic. And literally that opportunity led to another one. It opened a door for another one, mm-hmm. opened a door for another one. I'm consi- consistently going to speakers conferences. I'm learning excuse me, I'm learning about this thing called the NSA, right? The National Speakers Association. And then I'm learning about another kind of speakers association and all of the things that people do for a living. Like they do not have a nine to five. Mm -hmm. They punch their own clocks. And so, Doug, I found something that made me swing my feet out of bed in the morning. And it was fantastic. Yep. It was fantastic. So when you network with other people and you build those relationships, you find out even in between their gigs, what are they doing to still stay present? You learn about Toastmasters and you learn about, you know, local chapters and rotary clubs and you learn about, you know, speaking for free at schools and you learn about video and you learn about, you know, so someone told me, oh gosh, when I first got in that it'll take like eight years before you really get the big checks or yeah, eight years mark. before you really get going. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the time, like, I ain't got eight years. I'm going to need that. <laughs> I'm going to need them checks right now. <laughs> I remember like, I ain't got eight years. I was a teacher. I know how to do this. But when I look back now, eight years ago was like psh, freaking 2012 or something, you know, 2013. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this full time since 2005. Oh, wow. That is the last time that I had a full-time job. And so I was doing it before 2005, of course, Mm -hmm. but on a part-time basis. And so after 2005, I I got my master's at Pepperdine. And that was when my job ended in June of 2005. And I have been solely supported uh, professionally by my passion my gift my skill my talent for the last 15 years full-time that's that's beautiful i mean that's that's the thing everybody wants but everybody's not willing to reach for 
and 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 put the work in for when it's that real thing like you said the thing that drives you out of bed where you're like i'm ready like i'm gonna go do it i'm gonna go hit it yeah and and what was it like for you like when you really realize like this this is where i'm supposed to be at wow that's a really interesting question um i i i'm I maybe have different answers for that. Uh, when when right I now. when I walked on a campus and saw my big poster, mm. you know, up on the wall somewhere. Um, <laughs> when I got my first big big check. Yeah. Um, when I got a standing ovation. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it could be a, a couple different situations. Yeah. I don't know if there was just one defining yeah, yeah. moment. Mm -hmm. You know, when when I would get an invitation to come speak at a, a, a you know pretty heavy duty event, a convocation, a, mm -hmm. a, a luncheon, a dinner dance. You know, um, when I um, would have a program and my face would be in the program with the bio under. I mean, you know, yeah. there were a lot of surreal moments where I was like, man. <laughs> this is fantastic. Like, this is fantastic. Yeah. Or, or, hey, Mo, Doug, I can say this. The moment I looked at my calendar and I saw that for the next six months, I had dates on my calendar that were booked. Nice. And I'm like, that's what's up, man. Yeah. Like, like this is fantastic. You actually can be lucrative. You actually can make a living doing something that you love to do. I was going to church then, you know, I grew up in church and all that kind of stuff. And I was going to a church in Los Angeles and I'll give credit. I don't steal people's uh, intellectual property. <laughs> right. But uh, Bishop Noel Jones, many people may know him, the pastor formerly of Greater Bethany um, and of now City of Refuge. Bishop Jones said one time during a sermon, he said, your passion can be your profession. Mm -hmm. And he said, at the intersection of what you love to do and what you're good at is where your vocation should be. Mm. At the intersection of what you love to do and what you're good at is where you should be making money. Yeah. And I went, Eureka, I'm Thank right in alignment. Yeah. And, 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 and what I'm still doing, I'm, you know, educating, I'm training. Yeah. But it's just not in the four walls of a classroom, yeah. you know, a contained classroom. I you might find myself in different classrooms. classrooms. Your, your class. <laughs> the world. The, do you hear me? Because wait, Doug, what, remember how I said once you're in that flow, yeah. you continue to get opportunities that, you know, you meet people. Hey, how'd you do that? Oh, well, what's that number? Oh, well, what's that company? Oh, well, let me. I linked up with a, a training company mm -hmm. um, that flew me all over the planet. Oh, wow. I was going to, you know, Australia, New Zealand. I was going to, I went to three, three, four different countries in Australia. I spent about six weeks one time in Europe, Ireland, Scotland, um, England. I mean, wow. I've been able to say now that I'm an international speaker because I aligned myself with people who were moving in that direction that I wanted to go in. Yeah. I was good at it. I studied my craft. I didn't take it for granted because you don't get good by never falling on your face. Yeah. Let me say mm -hmm. that. So everybody <laughs> hears. You, you, you don't get good by you never being embarrassed. Mm -hmm. you, you don't get good by never forgetting if you if you quote unquote tried to ever commit a mem commit a speech to memory mm -hmm. and then forget the words and you freeze like a deer in headlights on stage like mm -hmm. you cannot avoid those types of situations yeah you can't avoid your sh your shoe breaking on stage your your Ooh. bra snapping your microphone going out the lights going out um you getting hot and sweaty and sweating through your clothes i mean you name it I've been there and you've had, and you kind of have to go through that as a rite of passage before you cross that threshold to yeah. really get good. That, right. That, that real grind. Like I was going to ask you, like what was one of the uh, embarrassing moments, but I mean, losing it, like a shoe falling apart. I mean, all those, all that. <laughs> yep. All that, all that, uh, just sweat dripping down your legs. 
yeah. uh, making stains on your clothes. I mean, uh, you know, us sisters, we, we pride ourselves in that, that, that quaff, right? Sometimes the hair is, is doing like this up on stage, you know, and you don't know that you on stage looking like this and you up there giving it like, whoo, and then you're, oh God, my hair, I look like a, a peacock, you know, and you didn't know because you're just up there doing your thing. Yeah. Cause you're in your past, all kinds of things. Your earring falls off. Your, I mean, just your, you, you walk too far, and you have a cord, mm. corded mic, and you walk too far, and then mic falls out wow. of the back. Your PowerPoint doesn't work. Oof. Um, the video in your PowerPoint doesn't work. Um, you, you know, it's too. That's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the, the steps of falling to succeed. There you go. Yes, that's another podcast because you name it, I've done it. And so we're not going to talk about like the travel and stuff, me going to the airport on the right day uh, to the wrong airline oh. or going on the wrong day to the right airline <laughs> or getting in a plane, going up in the air, coming back down, going, checking a hotel. And I didn't make a reservation there. I mean, mm. you know, no, yeah. I'm sorry, Miss Norman. We don't see you here on the. So yeah, all of those it's, it's things. Yeah. Yes. So yes. I'm I'm interested. How was international travel for you when, once and doing speaking and all that stuff? Once you got that opportunity, what was that like for you? Now, now bridging the gap of international speaking. Oh, fantastic! So there were some uh, uh, times that you had to, and and I was fortunate that the program. So I went a couple times uh, by myself, and then I went a couple times with some of my coworkers, okay. where we would do a dual training track. Okay. And she had been on that uh, international swing uh, before, and um, she was able to say, okay, here's some tips that you need to know. Mm -hmm. If we're working, you know, our morning was nine to 12, and then our afternoon was one to four. Okay. At three o'clock in England, everything stops so everybody can have tea mm -hmm. and, and crumpets and yeah. little, little biscuits, no biscuits, biscuits. You can't keep teaching because it is time. The hotel literally brought out mm -hmm. tea and biscuits at three o'clock every day. So you had to adjust. Yeah. So there were some adjustments um, that you had to go through. But here's the thing about me. I'm a culturally sensitive and a culturally um, uh, reflecting cultural integrity a lot when I'm out there in public. Yeah. I tend to personify and make it my responsibility, my cultural responsibility to do what a scholar and, and humanitarian Angela, uh, um, uh, Annie, Annie, Anna, excuse me, I'm messing her name up. Anna Julia Cooper said, mm -hmm. um, first black woman to ever get a doctorate from the Sorbonne in Paris, right? Mm -hmm. She said, when and where I enter, the entire race enters with me. And so I had that kind of like representation, like, oh, I'm about to come in here and drop the mic because whatever you all see and whatever you all think and whatever your preconceived stereotypical perceptions are yeah. of black women, I'm about to bust that out the water. All right. Because it's more than Beyonce, right? Mm -hmm. It's more than what you see. Yeah. So I just went in and I tried to exemplify and do my best, even in spite of the cultural differences, but... Yeah. The thing that I've also found, Doug, is good news is good news. Yeah. You know, difficult employees are difficult employees. Leadership is leadership. Mm -hmm. Communication, e effective communication is effective communication no matter what. Yeah. And so being able to give women and, and, and learners, other learners are like the essential skills of mm -hmm. assertive communication and leadership and conflict management and uh, those other kinds of skills was very rewarding. So. Yeah. And I would say the thing about you, and 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 I felt this myself when when I met you, and and the multiple opportunities I've seen you speak. Um, but this is, in a sense, everybody doesn't have this gift, especially when you're talking to people. You can cross cultures, bounds, and all that stuff when you're really coming from a heart place. Because oh yes, that's where everybody can connect. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, I also learned this very early in the game. People don't remember what you said is how they how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. 
Or they can remember what you said, but yeah. they will remember how you made them feel. It's like how we have music and music can take us back to somewhere. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. It transcends personal yeah. um, boundaries. Mm -hmm. it, it transcends yourself. Yeah. And so um, that's one thing that I uh, continuously uh, practice and yeah. pride myself on and are mindful of, mm -hmm. right? That people are people no matter what. And even if this message isn't for you by design of the event, mm -hmm. you're still gonna get something out of it. Yeah. Can I tell you how many times somebody working in the kitchen or someone working in the tech area yeah. or someone working who's cleaning up the dishes after presentation came up to me afterwards and said, Oh, I know I wasn't supposed to be in here, but that was really good. Like yeah. there were 600 white sorority women in here and I was just taking the trash out and stuff, but I was like, wow, that was fantastic. Like, you know, so yeah. it, 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 when you're able to move the things that we're separated by out the way, you'll see yeah. that we're really connected more. We're, we're more similar than we are dissimilar. Yeah, no, most definitely. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing and a beautiful place to come from and a beautiful just place to operate. And so yeah. um, we touched on a little bit earlier, like like in this in this realm, you've been doing this for 15 years strong. You, you're international, you're everywhere, you, you're bi-coastal, you're in different time zones and everything. And so in this work, it take even though it's your passion, it takes a lot of work to even work your passion. And yes. so what what are what who are some of your influences that that have helped you um, stay strong in this and everything? Well, I'll say maybe some of the early on um, people who kind of triggered the speaking bug. Yeah. Um, because I didn't come out the womb like, oh, I want to be a speaker. Yeah. I just was like, oh, I'm going to be a teacher. Like everybody else in my family. I didn't really explore other kinds of careers. Yeah. But when I was in college, um, I heard a lady named Patricia Russell McLeod okay. who came to my school and she did all these things in her speech. She counted down five, four, three, two, one. And she, and she did all these motions and did all these sounds. I was like, this chick is but she was sharp as a tack. And when I say she articulated, like you heard every T, you heard every M, you heard, I mean, she just dropped the mic. Yeah. And then didn't worry about, you know, any kind of speaking rules by making her sounds and, you know, really making people sit up in their seats. And I was like, y'all, yeah. this chick is dope. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm so inspired. Yeah. That's awesome. And so um, Patricia Russell McLeod, and she knows that. And it's funny, after all these years, we, we seem to have connected um, mm. on, on a level. And um, she's, st she's still that person to me yeah. today. Um, of course, I mentioned Bracey earlier mm -hmm. because um, when I saw somebody that looked like me when I was working with that company, yeah. And he was letting out what was familiar to me, mm -hmm. i.e. the black church. I was yeah. like, okay. <laughs> There's a kid. I'm gonna need you to go ahead and go ahead and go ahead. Okay. Yeah. And so um, I, even when I introduced that man today, I'm like, how can somebody be your friend, uh, your speaker, your, your, your friend, your mentor, and uh, you know your inspiration and yeah. you know your man 20 grand all rolled into one so you know that's how he and i kind of have that tug of war relationship that's multi-dimensional yeah mm -hmm. um hey you know our mutual friend josh uh yeah. you know jo i've literally seen josh go from here to there and it is absolutely amazing and yeah. that's why i uh, in some ways protective of him and in some ways hard on him because i saw people dog jo josh out yeah. And I never thought that that was fair for, mm. you know, people to just psh, 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 while he was still finding his way. Yeah. And it's so funny because now those same people who did that to him, he's got them speaking at his conference. Come on now, Douglas. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, okay, won't he do it? <laughs> won't he, Willie? <laughs> 
And so um, when I need to find some inspiration, though, like, you know, we all know E.T., the hip hop preacher. So we want to hear a little rah, 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 you know, because <laughs> Eric Thomas is just rah, rah on everybody. Right. Uh, so, you know, I listen to a little E.T. from now and then you want a little soft, gentle vibe, a little soft, gentle approach with a good, meaningful story. You get some Lisa Nichols going on. Okay. Um, I love the, 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 you know, the black preacher, orator, teachers. Uh, you know, Otis Moss, Jamal Bryant, uh, um, um, Tony Evans, you know, okay. preacher, man of God, seasoned mm -hmm. uh, preacher, teacher, really teacher, really yeah. teacher uh, out of Texas. Um, and Vashti McKenzie, okay. um, Cynthia Hale, um, got to represent for the ladies in the game. So, you know, um, there are some people who I do glean uh, mm -hmm. some inspiration from some of those people who are powerhouse orators and conscious and, and speak truth to power and speak relevant messages like right now speakers with a right now message. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lifetime message. I would say definitely your what you give and what you present is 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 a is a lifetime thing like it's it's here it hits you now but it you also get punched from it 15 years from now so no you are absolutely right you are absolutely right and you know what's funny about that Doug I've tried to like the little folks that I've tried to mentor throughout the years as it comes to presentation and dress and this is yeah. even something I tell my niece when I learned from my mother you don't want like a trendy fashion style yeah. because trends, like if you try to keep up with trends, whoever the trendsetters are who set the trends, yeah. you will be broke because mm -hmm. if we were not in a pandemic right now, it's summer, right? Yeah. Right now in the malls, we would be seeing in the windows of the stores fall and winter clothes. Mm -hmm. And some person set the trend of what the fall and winter fashions for 2020 are going to be. Mm -hmm. And it will be Labor Day. Guess what? We're seeing spring, uh, uh, winter and spring 2021 in the windows. So they're always working a season ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And you'll be broke. So what I tell people all the time, find a timeless sense of fashion. There you that go. can transcend through the years. Mm -hmm. Don't find something that you just go out and spend a whole bunch of money on stuff that's, excuse me, going to be out in the next X amount of months or years. Yeah. And then you're going to have to go get a whole new wardrobe. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, you got to update some stuff every now and yeah. then. But you you're not back. supposed to be wearing velvet uh, corduroy knicker knockers right now. <laughs> It's not on trend, right? Yeah. Whatever that means. You know, whoever sets the trend thing. But yeah. you want to find a, a timeless sense of fashion. Like, for example, this is my go-to outfit, like, forever and ever. A turtleneck and slacks. You can rock a turtleneck and slacks if you're going to a fancy place and you could dress it up with your thing. Or you could go wear it to a movie. Yeah. Turtleneck and slacks is just going to be. So for to your point the same type of message yeah. that teachers and speakers and practitioners and trainers want to communicate to their audience mm -hmm. should be that of a timeless message. Because Doug, I say this now, and if you and I were in front of an audience right now, I mean, we are, but if we were in front of a live face-to-face -face audience, I would have my, in a post-COVID era, I would have my audience say, look at your neighbor right now, give them high five and say, good news oh no no it is still good to be good there you go hey. like it's still good good it's not gonna go out of style it ain't good ain't that should be it's on still paper. good to be good <laughs> come on hey that, that, that that's real right there it's still good to be that good is. and that's a timeless message because good ain't gonna go out of style mm -mm. Mm -mm. right that's, that's, like that's it's like not a, that's like i was talking with a friend of the, uh, the other day and we were talking some sports stuff, and he was like, oh, this guy is decent. But then after that, he followed with good. But I was like, which one is it? Is it decent or good? Because those are yeah. two different worlds. Mm. Like, them is not. I was like, so I got him with this one. I was like, would you tell your wife she made a decent meal? Or a good meal. She made a good meal. What did he say? Well, he said good, because he ain't going to say decent. So, like, 
Words matter and, and the words that you speak and, and Lord knows how many words you done spoke in these 15 years, but they're resonating with people and some of the things will grow later. They don't always grow in the moment. Sure. It doesn't always hit somebody right there when, when they get it from you, but maybe 10 years down the road, they're like, that lady Tish, like, Jesus, it's like, it's, it just happens. And that's, well, that's part of your power. You're absolutely right. And I can't call her name right now, but... I put a post on LinkedIn. Today is Friday. I put a post on LinkedIn Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And I forget her name, but she wrote in the comments, I heard Tish speak when I was in college seven years ago, and she is still out here doing her thing. <laughs> I'm so inspired, Tish. Keep doing your thing. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And of course, <laughs> I want to ask her, like, where'd you go to school or where'd you hear yeah. me speak? So you kind of don't really understand the reach of your impact, mm -hmm. you know, until people come back and regurgitate yeah. and say, hey, I, I, one time I went to school, dog, this kid came up to me. He was a grad student. So he was in year five. He's mm -hmm. like, Miss Norman, I heard you when I was a freshman. And here are my notes right here. I knew when I saw you were coming to campus again, I brought my notes out. He's like, these are the notes I took when I was a freshman and now I'm a first year grad student. See, look, you said this and then you said this. I said, oh my gosh. <laughs> I said, wow. That, so that could be one of those little, uh, those moments that we talked about earlier. About. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when, when it impacts people in that way, you're like, it's still good to be good. And, and it's okay. Cause what is that? What, what did uh, Eleanor Roosevelt say? Seldom do well-behaved women make history. Mm -hmm. I get that. I do. Absolutely. But I also get it. And I, when we say it's still good to be good, that doesn't necessarily mean behavior, right? Yeah, yeah, no, that could yeah. be the good news. That could mean mm -hmm. good. That could be good choices. That could yeah. be the um, quality. You know, yeah. Good quality. So, yeah. 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 So, so let's go there. And like you talked on it a little bit, being a woman in this industry and, and what that means to you and, and empowering future women speakers and everything. What, what, what does that mean to you? Everything, absolutely everything, because when I look around at who my colleagues are, I see men, mm -hmm. literally, I see men. And for women to be able to step up and demand presence on a stage, yeah, uh, just like men do, go on, girl, drop the mic, do your thing. Mm -hmm. And, and, and then appreciate that your perspective can be just as valuable as someone else's. Yeah. And it is just as relevant and just as important. So I'm always going to represent. There's been, man, gosh, guys, there's been so many conferences that I have spoken at throughout the years where I'm the only female keynote speaker on the oh, entire wow. roster for the weekend. Mm -hmm. And so I have to go in there a lot of times and represent and say, Okay, fine. The ladies in the audience, and then to be a black woman, like the ladies in the audience. And you think I'm talking 1954 right now? I'm talking. <laughs> you know, I'm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. You know, so so you look and say, "Geez, um, I'm not just repping for the ladies. I'm representing for black women. I'm representing mm -hmm. for women of color. I'm representing for even uh, people who are in the audience who are non." Uh, a female yeah. but are also people of color you know mm -hmm. i make that connection for many folks that are like yo thank you like a kid came up to me about three years ago i was speaking at northeast greek leadership association in pittsburgh pennsylvania okay and a kid came up to me i did this uh fraternity and sorority um speech and i talked about the major four councils that you'll see at most colleges, mm -hmm. uh, white fraternity men, IFC, white fraternity women, Panhellenic, African-American Greeks, D9, you know, uh, National Panhellenic Council. And then I did MGC, Multicultural Greeks or NALFO, or, which would be the Latina uh, okay. community. You know? And I included them in some like random stories and examples and talked yeah. about the history of when you know, Asian sororities fraternities came into play and when Chicano, you know, fraternities and sororities came into play and a kid came up to me afterwards like, Tish, I'm a senior getting ready to graduate from whatever school he was at. I've been to this conference four years and nobody has ever 
talked about just the raw history yeah. of the beginning of these groups of color who are not black. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's ever dressed that helped make me feel included yeah. in this narrative that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, I got you. Yeah. Like I got you. Cause I know what it feels like to sit in an audience and listen to someone and then wonder, well, can they use an example so I can relate a little bit more? Yeah. Like I can relate, but can they use an example where I can relate a little bit more? Can they say a name? Yeah. Can, can they give an example? Can they reference a song? Can they reference a magazine? Can they reference a food? Can yeah. they reference a, you know, something that I can be like connected with a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I was like, bro, I got you. So if I can do that for ladies who are rep- uh, representing in the audiences and things like that, that is my duty to do that. Hey, helping, helping the future in the <laughs> present. I, I like to say us as educators, um, are time travelers because we're mm-hmm. working with people now that will have impact in the future. That's we right. may not be around, but the, the, the presence, the legacy of, of what we inspired or instilled in them, hopefully will, will grow. Absolutely. On. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's super vital. And so it is, um, it's good work that we're doing and it's good work that needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're walking in your purpose. I mean, I, I totally, believe you are where you're supposed to be and there's multiple places you still need to be um and 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 delivering that message and connecting with those people because it's it's so vital um yeah so vital so it like when you talked earlier reminded me of my football coach from high school Mm -hmm. Um, i invited him to my uh my bachelor's um i graduated from cal state east bay and i invited Mm -hmm. him to my graduation because we just we had a close bond like that and he said it was so nice like for somebody to come back because he said we we coach you we like teach you and everything and then we let you out and then we we never happens and most of the time when they hear back especially when it goes with sports is because somebody's died or something and it's and it's unfortunate so he was super excited he came to my graduation and everything and like we had a good celebratory time and it's like yeah there's real moments like that yeah yeah that is it's very important and i think as educators we plant seeds yeah. And we want to see our seeds grow, right? Mm-hmm. We want to see the harvest. <laughs> Definitely. I, my, my mantra is, and I, I'm working with this in some different ways, but we're, we're planting seeds, watering them. Sometimes we're overturning that soil and then mm-hmm. moving some weeds as well. Cause, cause, and sometimes you got to put the, can I channel Madea real quick? Sometimes you got to put the menuda on there because <laughs> that's the real good fertilizer and it stinks. But it'll yeah. make it really grow, right? Mm-hmm. Come on, Doug. Hey, there's the minerals in there like you need it. In the cow manuda. <laughs> so, uh, Tish, <laughs> it's, 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 man, talking to you is always a pleasure. Um, it's always <laughs> a great opportunity. Any, like, last words you want to leave with anybody listening to this? Is this what we're digging on? Is this not the, yet. We're we going to dig on next. We're we not we there yet. Yeah, not there yet. <laughs> never stop, and this is from Bracey, never stop earning, yearning, and learning. Mm. Um, this is from me. Commit to do something. My, my personal slogan is, I'm going to do something in this lifetime that had I never been born, it would have never happened. Mm. So commit to doing something in your lifetime that if, if, if it, if you don't do it, it won't get done. Hey, hey, put your, put your stamp on it. As as the, as the old folks used to say to me, put your stank on it. (laughs) Your stanky stamp. (laughs) So, so, so so we at that moment now. So like, what, what, what you digging on now, Tish? What, what you got? Look, I got a couple notes. I got some notes I'm digging on. Drop, drop it. First thing, since I'm talking to Doug right now on the left coast, some say it's the best coast, others call it the west coast. My soror and friend, um, Rashida Gardner, um, is um, the co-writer of a film that is premiering, or actually premiered yesterday on Netflix. And it is starring Nia Long and Omar Epps, some of our favorite Black stars from the 90s and 2000 era uh you know during that brown sugar and loving mm-hmm. basketball and best man and all that those that those eras 
So it, I think it's called Fatal Affair. I don't even have it in front of me. I should. She, oh, okay. I take the I take the hit on that one. I think it's called Fatal Affair. Okay. Um, but she co-wrote that. And so tonight is a live Q&A and watch party for her new film that's airing on Netflix as of yesterday. So I am definitely digging on that new movie okay. that just came out that just dropped last night because they're doing all kind of Q&As and live watch parties tonight. It's, it's Fatal Affair. It is Fatal Affair. Did I say Fatal Affair? Did I say it right? You, you okay, got cool. it right. You got whoop, it right. Whoop. So shout out to my uh, Sora and my link sister, Rashida Garden. Repping the L to the A. Repping the L to the A. <laughs> um, I also am digging on um, Collections by Tish. Okay. So I'm talking to a customer, y'all, in case you didn't know that the mayor, Doug Phoenix, is a loyal. <laughs> <laughs> he is a lawyer, Collections by Tish. Can I just say this? It is 2020, and not one of us, nair one of us, should only have one source of income. Exactly. We should have multiple streams of income. George I'm Fraser. Seven. I'm trying to get to that seven. You got seven? I'm trying George, to get to that seven. In the trying to get to seven. Okay. I got to quote George Fraser, who wrote, race, uh, Success Runs in Our Race. He said, if you got too much of something, sell it. And so tapping into my little creativity and my love for rocks and minerals that I've loved since I was a kid, I started a uh, jewelry line a couple years ago. So everybody go check me out on Instagram at collections by Tish. Check me out on the World Wide Web, collectionsbytish.com. Check me out on Facebook at Collections by Tish. Check me out on email, collectionsbytish at gmail.com. So check out anything that I have on my pages and or I can customize yourself, uh, uh, customize your order for you if you love uh, amethyst, if you love hematite, if you love cracked fire agate, Chinese jasper, citrine, whatever you want, or all the uh, rocks and minerals in between. I got you. And I'm also uh, digging for Girl Trek. So Girl Trek is a global movement started by two Black women who are best friends, who were inspired by Harriet Tubman when that movie aired a uh, year, year and a half ago, mm -hmm. and began a movement for women to start walking. If Harriet Tubman, an escaped enslaved African, mm -hmm. uh, it can walk 100, 100 plus miles to freedom and then go back to retrieve others over and over again throughout her uh, her pilgrimage and her life's yeah. work, then let's get out and walk a half hour in the morning, right? Mm -hmm. And so Girl Trek is something, G-I-R-L, Girl, T-R-E-K, Trek is a fantastic organization that does a lot of good work for Black women. So those are the three things I'm digging on right now, Doug. Hey, it's, it's all, whoop, whoop. and all that stuff, I'll tag in uh, all my social media posts and everything on this. Um, just great i mean i like she said i have some of those break they they it's for real and i'm getting some more so it's like <laughs> y'all better get on them she doing her thing like, like they customize it's it's and for for the fellas out there come on accessorize please accessorize get past just like one watch or something like let's let's evolve let's evolve past the stuff that's like the normal stuff stretch outside your comfort zone start that's with it. you want to start with two you don't want just one start that's with two. right and then, yes. you grow, and then you grow from there. So it's like, that's right. you know, it's it's a beautiful thing, y'all. She does beautiful work. Like, you, you just heard her talk. Like, ain't none of this fake. This is all genuine. This is all, this all real deal. As they say, real deal Holyfield. That's right. Yes, sir. So, Tish, thank you so much again. Um, I can't believe it's been an hour already. Jeez. Hey, time goes by easily when you got good company. When you're having fun. When you're having fun and got good company with you. So I always tell people, it's not about what you do, it's who you do it with. That's it. This mm -hmm. is the quality. So um, Tish, again, once again, thank you so much. Um, I know people are going to love this episode. I'm already loving it myself. It woo -woo. Came out, And so uh, y'all go support her. Uh, check her out if you're on a college campus or something or at a co corporation somewhere. Book her. Absolutely. Yeah. If anybody listening is needing which look Doug, come on now if you never needed back in the 
<laughs> I got so much to say right now, Doug. Okay, take your there time. was a song, the old church song that said, if you ever needed the Lord before, we sure do need him now, right? <laughs> if you have ever needed diversity and inclusion, equity, and access training before, you sure do need it now. Mm-hmm. Implicit bias, unconscious bias, all of those kinds of issues under the umbrella of diversity and inclusion where you need training at your corporation or business. I have a workshop, a transformational workshop that can run 90 minutes up to two hours. If it needs to stretch beyond, I can customize it to your specific needs. That really addresses the difficult conversations and plants the seed so the change can happen. Yeah. It is happening. We are in a revolution right now mm-hmm. and there is no more obliviousness and no more my hat's not in the game and no yeah. more I'm just going to sit on the sidelines. Time for change is upon us. We are at a pivotal, critical moment in this culture and that kind of difficult and critical and crucial and courageous conversation needs to happen on your campus and in your office. And so if that training is something that you need to bring to your office sooner or later, or even virtual platforms, you can contact me in these couple areas. Number one, just go to tishnorman.com. Number two, you can email tish at tishnorman.com, or you can call 773-598-9896. So that's www.tishnorman.com. That's email tish at tishnorman.com or you can go 773-598-9896. I'm on all social media too. I mean, you know, everybody's on social media, but it's I am Tish Norman on Instagram and Tish Norman on Twitter, Tish Norman on Facebook. So. And on, yeah. on LinkedIn, if you need to connect and with her. And Tish Norman on LinkedIn. Absolutely. Look, like her, like the, the post for Tish is going to be long, like just with all the ways to get to her because y'all, y'all need it. And it's out there in power. We're in a moment of change that is yes. forever. This isn't, this isn't a one-stop thing, y'all. That's this, it. This ain't, this ain't a, this ain't a, I, like I tell people, it ain't an Uber ride. This ain't, it's this not ain't going this away. Ain't Uber ride. So. It's not going um, away. You know. Get real. Check out her stuff. Listen to her stuff. Um, share this with somebody um, in the sense of impact and finding your way as well. Like she all the great stuff that she's doing now, but also what you all talked about is those transitions of life and, and overcoming hurdles and having one dream and then, you know, losing the taste for that dream, but finding another avenue and actually finding her purpose. Yeah. Um, so especially us here on the, on, on the West Coast and we get so many people who go down to L.A. and want to do that the hollywood thing and all that stuff but you may have another calling somewhere but you're just cultivating skills that you can't see right now in the moment wow yes yes you are you are cultivating exactly no maybe about it you are getting it so do i get to like leave like when when on the arsenio hall show back in the day on oprah show and whatever <laughs> and it's an artist and they're like so what you got coming up and some people are like uh well i'll be you can catch me on and then everybody's like mm. the next person okay i'm gonna be in your city on this date i got this book coming out i got this you know all these kind of things right mm-hmm. do i actually get to do that right now hey drop it we'll drop whatever you need whoop, whoop. okay so if y'all want to look for me on social media late july and all of august is bonkers all right. august 31st uh july 31st um my sister and i we're a party duo team she's a dj i'm the mc we're doing a birthday live uh and it'll probably be live on facebook and that's july 31st august 1st we're doing the circle of change 11th annual virtual conference wow. so we're doing the fundraiser for it so it's going to be the very first virtual fundraiser for circle change leadership conference live on social media august 1st august the 5th i'm going to be joining the co-authors of a book that i uh, co-wrote called blackout real issues real challenges for student affairs for black student affairs professionals and we're going to be doing a zoom last time dot oh so so ridiculous 350 people on the zoom before we even hung up everybody was like what date is blackout too when is when is the second part so we got this info you know yes we got the second part coming live on zoom um on august the 5th you can look on my social media and find the registration link for that on august the 10th i'm going to be doing sorority recruitment uh, implicit bias training for university of kentucky sorority women shout out to the wildcats all right and then on august 18th i'm going to be at salt lake city 
Community College, also doing a virtual back to school retreat. So shout out to the uh, whole world. Hey, how at that calendar? Get on her calendar, y'all. Get, <laughs> get on the calendar. So again, Tish, thank you again so thank much. Thank you, Doug. Love you, man. And I'm so glad that, that we were able to connect and do this. We'll do many more. Yes, no, I'm, I'm excited. So you take care and um, until the next time and hopefully we can see each other in person. Ashe, thank you, Doug. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. This has been another episode of Dig Undug. I really hope you got something out of this. And if you did, go ahead and make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave a comment below. I want to hear from you. Also, you can reach me on Instagram at digundug or email me at digundug at gmail.com. Share this with your family, friends, co-workers, and your squad. I look forward to your comments. And with that, keep digging, y'all. Peace out.